my new friend, Madison Ward, DaleWileyShow.com. Yes, okay. sir. Well, now I'm talking to Madison Ward. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, Madison. Well, how did you first start liking music? How did I first start liking it? Yes. Um, well, I'm not sure. Like, uh, that's uh, the way I first started to like it. It just, uh, you know, from the time I was a little baby, I think, <laughs> it, it just it moves yep. you. moves you from a young age, and you don't even know why. And uh, sure enough, you know, I was... I was no different. Like I, you know, heard it from a young age, and I, I liked uh, uh, whatever I heard. I liked what my parents were listening to. I liked uh, the stuff that my siblings got me into as I got older, and right. um, just uh, yeah, it was just a, a natural sort of uh, relationship that develops uh, from a young age. Was this in Kansas City or somewhere else? Uh, well, this would be in. If we go back to the time whenever I was, you know, just a little like a baby, I was born right. in Oklahoma. I was born in Oklahoma, and um, and then moved uh, just outside of Chicago from there. Whenever I was real young, so I was probably about three. And um, early days in Chicago, whenever I was like a lot of people think it's weird that I can have memories from that young, but. But I do have memories of my mom performing as a musician and uh, playing in coffee shops and stuff like that. Right. So I definitely, I definitely had a uh, connection to live performance at a uh, early age that I was able to see and witness at a young age. And then from there, we that's when we moved uh, to Kansas City and uh, uh-huh. been here ever since. Why did you move to Kansas City? Uh, my dad, he moved for work, so he would, uh, you know, I think that's what, I think that that's what the uh, Oklahoma to Chicago, uh, I think that's what that move was about, and then uh, right. the second, yeah, second one was for work, so we had those couple moves, and then we finally just uh, stayed here and never, never left. Well, that's awesome. And so what kind of music did you like when you were young? Well, I really liked the stuff that my parents were listening to at a young age, but <clears throat> I mean, at a really young age, but then right. um, once I sort of, I want to say like started going into like first grade, second grade, I uh-huh. was, uh, I started taking on the music that my siblings were listening to a lot more and they were okay. listening to a lot of hip hop and uh, okay. <laughs> a lot of hip hop and R and B and, uh, and that's what I was listening to at a young age. I loved rap. I loved, uh, you know, I, I we we loved watching MTV uh, in right. the mornings. We'd watch the MTV videos uh, every Saturday morning. Right. And uh, and yeah, that's and I I just I loved that music. And uh, I thought anything outside of it was almost corny. And uh, <laughs> and I stopped. I I wasn't really listening to. I don't think I ever rejected what my parents brought me up on, but I just right. didn't. Uh, I didn't reconnect with it until years later. Well, it's so funny because you're connected and work with your mom, and so I'm just wondering, you know, what was the influence there, and how did that come to be? The influence from my mom. Yes. Well, she, um, I think, I, I, she would play in coffee shops 
most of my life. Like, I think she just right. sort of, I think maybe if you go back a ways, I think she possibly opened up the the door to pursuing a career possibly. Right. But for the most part, she did it because she, it was fulfilling to her and she could right. play for friends and um, lots of people loved listening to my mom play. And she, she did some originals, but she did a lot of covers as well. And um, she would always move people. And I would always, I saw that from a young age, I would see people who would tell me about their, you know, relationship to hearing my mom play and what right. it did for them and how it, you know, how it, helped them through difficult times and everything. And I, I always saw that growing up and I always thought that was very interesting. And, um, I never wanted to pursue that. I just, I knew what it was and I, and I watched her play. And I think I asked for a guitar whenever I was about, I was in about sixth grade. I think it was, I asked for, they gave me an electric guitar, an electric washburn and, uh, and I played it a little bit, and it started to collect dust over time. And then, I and then I think I, I realized what I wanted was a, an acoustic, and so I asked for that. Um, and a couple years later, they they ended up picking me up an, an old acoustic. And um, I think once I started trying to write music and trying to develop a sound or anything, that's whenever all of the appreciation for the type of stuff that my parents were listening to it all came rushing rushing back and 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 it came rushing back tenfold and i had newfound appreciation now and um once you realize how difficult it is to write to write a song yes <laughs> yeah yeah it, it just it, it's incredible how much it can open your eyes and, and then from there on it was just i kind of I really took to it like dark to water. I just started writing as much as possible and making up whatever I could. Well, definitely. But now we've talked about it several times. So tell me what they were listening to. Well, they were listening to a lot of uh, old folky stuff, um, you know, like James Taylor and Crosby, Stills and Nash, and um, right. you know, they they liked a lot of that. They my uh, I always think of Tracy Chapman whenever I think right. of what what I remember my mom listening to the most whenever I was you know I was born in 88 and right. Tracy Chapman was huge in 88 that I think that might at that time absolutely uh, yeah and I think that might be even possibly whenever Fast Cars came out I'm not sure it was but, it was because yes. I was live clearly remember that absolutely yeah, and it was, and, and what a beautiful time, right? For like this very acoustic, rootsy, basically folk song to get that type of radio play. I feel like, yeah, you know, at a at a time when Michael Jackson was still doing his thing, and all these things were um, pop centric. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh-huh. Well, and, yeah, that was that moment of the Tracy Chapman fast truck car. That influenced everybody, and it was very big in '88, definitely. Yeah, and it and it and it just it transcended. You know, I mean, it just it really went. You know, it, that song it just reached distances far and wide. Where if you play just those opening those right. opening <laughs> notes, those do 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 do, as soon as you play that, somebody right. knows it. 
Uh, we had a friend who came uh, from came over here from uh, uh, Japan, uh, in and he, you know, we, he could barely speak English, and uh, he we played him a bunch, of, and he didn't, uh, he had no idea what, what we were playing, but he heard those first few notes of fast cars, and right, he's like, <laughs> uh, I, he's heard that growing up in Japan, just like that, that song, that song hit him. That is so weird, and so '88. That's how you had started, and so when did the Mama Bear and the Medicine, medicine of the Mama Bear start? I want to say this would have been in about, let's see, I graduated from high school in 07, and we started, I want to say more like 2010, possibly. Okay. Um, I want to say it was around then, so about three years after I graduated, um you know, during that time, her and I were playing together, but we weren't we weren't calling ourselves like an official duo or anything like that. Right. We just we we she would take breaks during her sets at coffee shops, or she'd play with other friends. And sometimes she'd have me go up and do a cover. I would like learn a Jack White song or some song that I <laughs> some song that I learned. And by the way, Jack White he was a he's a big influence on me just to see somebody who came oh, to yeah. music in these unorthodox methods and just absolutely you could tell it's somebody who is really just playing around and um and my my sister got me into the white stripes and um a lot of uh rock and roll music and stuff but uh but i would so i would come up and i'd play a song or in i'd play a song or two and just I would just give it my all and just try to really you know, in those coffee shops, you know, you're always battling like a smoothie machine or you're right. battling <laughs> you're battling some cappuccino maker and Absolutely. all I wanted to do was make the people in the coffee shop who came there for coffee and did not come there for you and they would treat you like background noise. I wanted them their evening to shift and go, you know what? We didn't come here for this but now we're glad we did and right. now this is why and now we want to be here and that's all I ever tried to do whenever I went up and shared my two songs or whatever and um after a while my mom was like how about we start just kind of joining forces and I said sure and wow and then I um and then I I would I started to convince her to get rid of playing covers just okay as an an experiment, I'm like, let's see if we can just completely um, try to, you know, capture an audience right. in, in in a whole evening based off of something that we just created from nothing. Exactly. And nothing gave me a bigger rush than the idea of creating something from nothing and being Absolutely. able to entertain uh, uh, an audience of people. And um, so my mom, she, she said, sure. And then once we started kind of getting – people who kept coming back to the shows and fans here and there. I said, do you want to right. just do this for real? Do you want to, do you want to make this a band? And she, <laughs> and she just goes, yeah, let's just not, let's not put any breaks. Let's just see how far we can go. And I said, all right, let's keep doing it. And then we ended up making an EP. And at that point, this was in, I think 2012. Now we made this okay. little EP and uh, I didn't have a name for it or anything. I was like, oh, we're making an EP. We're printing it every all up, and we have zero <laughs> name. And, I, and I, I wanted to call the band just Mama Bear. I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, well, I'm actually playing with my mom 
maybe right. they just call it Mama Bear. Sure enough, there's like five other bands called Mama Bear. Right. And um, my dad, he goes, Madison, you're writing all these songs. He said, put your name on it. And I was uh, like, okay. And he said, he's like, he's like, you're, because he knew I was the main songwriter. So he was like, throw your name on it. And I said, all right, how about Madison Ward, the Mama Bear? And he was like, there you go. We threw it on. <laughs> and, and so I think 2012 was, was when that name uh, was cemented. More with Madison after a second. DaleWileyShow.com Do you love music? Do you know about the musical map of Missouri? Dallas Wayne, Chuck Berry, Dave Alvin, Robbie Folks, The Skeletons, The Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Uncle Tupelo, Wayne Carson, Nellie, Lou Whitney, Symptoms Morales, Kansas City, Jeff City, St. Louis, St. Joe, Columbia, Buckle of the Bible Belt, the Studio on South Avenue in Springfield, 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 Missouri. Add the Missouri Music Podcast to your list of favorites. Lawyer, author, and Slewfoot Records label owner Dale Wiley takes you on a musical trip around Missouri while raising funds for Musical Map of Missouri, a nonprofit organization which will help ensure Missouri musicians affected by COVID-19. Visit MissouriMusicPodcast.com for more information. Tune in to the Missouri Music Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. More with Madison Ward, DaleWileyShow.com. Right. Well, and since then, you've had a basic like, and so tell me about the stuff you've done with David Letterman and everything else. Yeah, so we've um, we uh, got signed to a record label called Glass Note Records in 2014, and at that time, we had a manager who was sending uh, our music out to everybody, so... Right. There was like some was weird. That? His who name is Neil. His name's Neil Smith. He's a local kid here out of Kansas City, and he actually right. he reached out to me via email while I was working uh, an office job, and uh, oh. I had to go and ask my boss if I could take a break just to go talk to him. <laughs> and he's like, "You mind if I talk to you, kid?" And I'm like, "Sure." And I don't know why I'm saying kid. He's not that old. He's not that much older than me, but. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good though I'll tell you that yeah it sounds good he had a cigar he's like hey kid sit down it's gonna change your life she no but uh <laughs> no but uh so we started just sort of uh gaining this traction and we had these videos that we actually recorded with Bill Streeter um right. who you know from out there in hydraulic and uh yeah, and we came out there and recorded with him some videos, and he just he had reached out at one point and said, "Hey, if you ever make it out to St. Louis, I'll record some videos of you guys for free." And we had mutual friends, and right. so he was just doing a special thing for us because I think because we had these mutual friends, and I was like, "We need to take him up on that." And I yeah. I, I got to I got to this place where I was trying to accept all opportunities that came our way, right? And we went out there and recorded with him. Oh, it was to accept everything. To oh, to accept all the opportunities. Right. Is that good or bad? It's great. I think it's great. I think <laughs> I think awesome. everyone should. I really think most people should do it. And I think most people, um, I, like like artists, like obviously you have to have discernment and know whenever something's going to lead you into a really uh, bad path. But to take these leaps. Uh, of uh, faith and to kind of just go into the lion's den constantly 
I think that's the best thing you can do uh, for yourself as an artist is just to be uncomfortable and just try to, um, you know, stay away from anything that that's going to be safe because um, I think that people can surprise themselves and you have to kind of just get through the, what looks like a storm. And then on the other end of it, you come out and you're like, thank God I actually went through that thing because right, exactly. it was so much more beneficial. And you start to realize how many talented people don't do it. They just, they're, they just don't go through it. Right. And Bill Streeter recorded these videos of us. We went out there with barely any money to, in, uh, to get there and get a hotel and he recorded. We came back and we started sending these videos around to play uh, at different venues. And we started to realize any venue that we sent the video to where we said, hey, this is who we are. Can we play there? They always said yes. Really? And yeah, it's something about the way Bill captured those videos. He did a, a great uh, job of, uh, of really capturing the audio. And I think a lot of people don't spend time on audio at all. And uh, Bill just did a great job with these videos. And to this day, they're still some of my favorite things that I've done with my mom. And right. uh, that led us on our trajectory of just, like you said, uh, David Letterman. And we had done a Grammy luncheon, I think, at one point, and somebody saw us there. And then they asked us to go do David Letterman because they saw us on the Grammy luncheon. Wow. And so it was a, it was a lot of crazy things around, uh, I want to say, 2015, 2016 is like whenever things were just kind of more explosive, you know. Right. That's just such an interesting trajectory, but also your friendship with Jason Sudeikis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, all that stuff. How did that come about? Yeah, we we played in um, we played in a place called Milk Bar. Uh, oh no, 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 we we played that too. But there was a spot. Oh, we played at Joe's Pub in New York, and. Right we just had heard uh, that, hey, Jason Sudeikis and his his gal, uh, Olivia Wilde, are going to be here. And we were like, oh, okay. And that's, and I'm, <laughs> you know, huge comedy fan and SNL right. fan. And yeah. um, and it was just weird. The, the, the ears that would pick up our music sometimes were just people we were major fans of right and um sure enough after the show he comes by and um you know we shake their hands and uh jason sudeikis is from here so he's a kansas he's a local city, yeah. yeah he's a he's a kansas guy in uh, uh overland park actually which is right. so i mean that's you know about what 15 minutes away from me right now and <laughs> and i don't i don't know if i knew that until that point and he was like, Hey man, um, you know, we definitely got to, you know, stay in touch, keep in touch. And, and, uh, and he had taken, you know, taken his camera there, took shots at the show and everything. And he was, he's just been a, a cool, sweet guy to be friends with ever since. And he invited me out to, um, the big slick, which is a big charity that they do here for Children's Mercy Hospital out here. And uh, they put on these uh, really cool events out here. And so he invited me to that like a couple years later. And uh, we've just sort of been in uh, contact ever since. That's awesome. And, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was uh, through uh, – I, I, I connected with him through a website called uh, Hit Record back okay. – this would be back, and I want to say about 
2010. So this is about a, <clears throat> now a decade ago whenever I joined this website, and it's all for artists to collaborate. It's just artists putting up anything they want, however they can. And I used to, you know, get on, I used to get on this site all the time back when I was working these late night shifts at a company. I would go home, I would make music, I would make some of the craziest stuff I possibly could, just <laughs> delving into right. the, the depths of my soul to make whatever I could. <laughs> and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt took note, and he started uh, reaching out, and he's been really, um, he's just been really kind, and he's, uh, he's uh, you know, we made a video with Hit Record in uh, about in 2018 we made a or I think or no 2017 I think it was we had a video come out that we made through hit record and um yeah he's just been he's been real sweet and uh he was uh he's always he's kind of championed uh, my mom and I just uh, on our journey that's so fun and also Lori Ritter wanted me to ask you what is your mom doing during the pandemic my mom is she's just been trying to stay pretty much more isolated, even more isolated than myself, you know, just, you know, not getting out as much. And, uh, but I, I do go over there and we do practice and we do play. We actually, st we actually have a podcast that we've actually started, but it's not, um, it's actually, it's not released yet or anything, but I want to say we've recorded about eight episodes or so. So, Wow. Uh, we yeah, we called it the the Mad Mama Half Happy Hour. So <laughs> yeah. we call it that because we're like half happy people basically, generally <laughs> speaking. That's kind right. of that's a, that's about where we sit and that's comfortable for us. And um and we uh and it's a half hour to an hour and we uh and we basically just sit and we just riff conversationally, but we riff with the guitars as well. Yeah. So we sort of it's like impro improvisational music it's to help us kind of reminding ourselves to keep practicing uh keep playing every week and just uh right. and uh also another way to sort of get closer as a mother and son through just hanging out and not you know uh not just as like business partners but exactly. you know as the adult friendship between you know mother and son well and you know that's one of the things that we're trying to do during the pandemic is try to help musicians and everybody involved with Missouri music. And so, any tips for people that are going through the pandemic? My tip for folks would be to just stay as, um, like if you're an artist and if you can, to stay as creative as possible. You know, if you have the, if you have, I guess, the means to still, uh, devote any time to you know your craft or whatever i would say just be as creative as possible a lot of people think you know during these times you know what's the point and uh, i've talked to people who have said they don't feel like they should be like it's almost disrespectful to be um creative during a time when so many people are suffering and um i just i don't i just don't That's really agree with it yeah yeah, I don't agree with that. I just feel there's like throughout history, some of the best artists make music when whenever the world is on fire. It's Absolutely. it's 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 not 
and it's not even just about the artist. It's about the people who listen to that music and take it in and, um, or people who take whatever art, art, artistic expression, Absolutely. people, people need it. And, Definitely. Um, and so where can they find you online? Um, go online, just any social media, just if they, if they just Google Madison Ward and the mama bear, my name is okay. spelled within, with an E and, <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, hit us up like on Instagram, watch, look out for this podcast. Whenever we release this podcast, we're, it's not going to be a big announcement release. It's so grassroots and we're in, we just, we, we want to give ourselves time to just be terrible for a good while. And then hopefully right. we'll get good. <laughs> hopefully we'll get good. Exactly. So, if, but if people really do look out for it though, they can, um, they can find that podcast where we're just sitting there chatting about absolutely nothing and, uh, but making music along the way. And uh, yeah. So I, I hope people look out for that. It's going to be fun, definitely. And thank you for coming on, and thank you for talking to me. Yes, sir. Thank you, Dale. I appreciate it, and I uh, hope you all stay safe and take care out there. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Talk to you all later. Right. Yep, okay. talk to you later. Bye-bye. DaleWileyShow.com.